Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? It is another AEW pay-per-view weekend, and we are here to preview all the action for Full Gear. But before we get into that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been a pretty stressful week over here at the Phelps house, but uh, I am, uh, I'm ready to dive in, talk some wrestling, and, and escape for a little while. That's what wrestling's good for, right, is to uh, allow us to escape from uh, all the, the crappy things that are happening around us. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. One of our pups is uh, having some pretty serious health issues, uh, so we're just trying to surround her with love over the next couple of days. So definitely looking forward to having a little bit of amazing wrestling action this week to at least take our mind off of it for a little bit, uh, like Sheena said. And we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have our, our pup Penny snuggled up right there on the couch with us the entire show. Uh, Marco, what's going on, man? What's up in Massachusetts? Nothing much. Uh, just same here. Just getting ready to kick it into full gear. No pun intended over <laughs> here, but. Uh, I was actually just thinking about because you guys are talking about your your pet, and if you guys listen closely, probably on every episode you can hear bells jingling a little bit <laughs> yeah. in the background. That's why it's uh, not it's not just because it's the holiday season. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's all year long. It's our it's our cat. She has a little bell, <laughs> and she does it. I believe she does it on purpose. Every time I get ready to record, she comes down in the in the living room area, plops herself down on the couch, starts cleaning herself, and making yeah. all types of. Noise I hear I hear like it every that, week. So. I hear the little yeah. like ding ling ling ling. So I did, yeah, she's. Uh, not a nice, not a nice animal. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> cats are like that, though. You know what I mean? They yeah, they, they only they only allow you to love them when they want to be loved. Yeah, I'm not exactly. a cat fan. <laughs> not never have been, never will be. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at chickfoleyshow.com. Uh, we just stitched together all of our Halloween Havoc watch-along episodes and posted that over on the feed. So make sure you check that out. You know, All you got to do is hit play once and you get to experience all of the, the Halloween Havoc uh, effery, as we called it, during the... Uh, the Patreon exclusive episode. So I'm going to keep it PG here. I'm going to dro- drop F bomb right at the top of the show. But uh, yeah, lots of fun over there. So make sure you check it out. Chickfollyshow.com. Facebook group's been popping as well. A lot of people finding some great stuff on the pegs, some amazing collections going up for sale over there. And we got the Foley yeah. Picks League. Uh, we're over halfway through with season two now with um, Full Gear. That's going to be event seven to 12. Big event. This is a big event. It's like 25 oh, yeah. points. Yeah, so. potentially worth 25 points. So I'm looking to, to claw myself up from the bottom of the standings. I still, I still got the hangover from blowing it in the championship round last season. So hopefully <laughs> I can get back on track. You know and, that uh, low life Al- been... uh, Alex Eubank is going to try to, you know, get one yeah, over that's, on you. That scumbag because... Alex stole the championship <laughs> from me. So. He's a sleeper, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Marco, tell us what's new with the Pod Foundation this week. All right, so uh, actually, uh, I, I added uh, some new a new segment. I'm calling it the Pod Pod Foundation Rundown. Mm-hmm. So basically, I have like a, a like a like kind of like a bullet point thing I'm going to do with uh, with this, so I can give more you know insight yeah. into what's going on. So we'll start off obviously, you know, Turnbuckle Tavern. They're the they're the guys that pretty much run the whole week. Um, when it comes to uh, wrestling talk, so they have debate fifty two up right now, um, and their special guest this week is on the Pro Wrestling Podcast, um, and they you know they talk about uh, should there be WrestleMania for two nights, 
Um, should Top Flight reunite, which was a huge one. That was actually very entertaining to listen to. And um, do TV ratings matter? Um, I wish I was on yeah, that episode. Yeah, it was episode a good, good I, episode. Yeah, we, I, uh, we had a, I had so much to say. <laughs> me too. I was listening to it. I was like, oh, are they going to say it? No, they didn't say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely listen to that. The debates are always great. We, we, we're frequent guests on there, so can't wait to do another one with those guys. Um, Turnbuckle Sessions, special edition this week. Because yours yeah, truly, you got to plug is, yourself. Uh, yeah, so I have to plug. I have to put myself over right now. Um, I joined uh, Tom, the uh, the OG Fig Kid. Um, so we got to do a part two because we didn't get to everything that we wanted to talk to. So I'll be on there again. But uh, we dove a little bit deep into you know my the the roots of my wrestling background and you know how I got into it. Um, I love for collecting and all that stuff. And we just we kind of just became chatty Cathy's and just like veered off. Like I, I took him <laughs> off his. Uh, his his question sheet. Of that his he had script. There. Yeah, you guys yeah, went so off the, the rails. Both you and Tom, y'all are both pretty long winded. So yeah, I'm not shocked to hear that we're gonna need yeah. a, uh, a part two. <laughs> you know, the uh, the saga continues of Marco on the sessions, um, but that's good. No. Man. It gives us a little tease, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because we want to get into more like the you know how I started on the show and all that stuff, but we just started going going off the rails. So, but yeah, look out for part two. But yeah, definitely listen to. Uh, this week's sessions, um, obviously episode 75 of the Turnbuckle Tavern as well. Um, you know, they're running the recap. I mean, well, the preview of uh, full gear. So they, you know, the go home episode was last night and they ran down that whole, that whole card. So yep, I listened I, to that this morning. It was yeah, a great episode. Really, really, really good. Um, obviously tonight they have their fig night um, and they're covering the evolution of wrestling figure articulation, articulation. which yeah. is pretty cool. So that'll be up on YouTube. Um, it's, it's live, but you can go back and watch it. Um, and then the extra oh, yeah. cooler show. We last but not least, obviously the extra cooler show. So they didn't have the full uh, Survivor Series team this week, so they did some extra extra credit. Um, so they covered the WWE releases. They give their flowers to Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, um, and they talk full gear as well. Um, and they, you know, they'll be back next week to cover uh, Survivor Series 1991. So that's it. That's it for the uh, Broad Foundation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some more, uh, some more pod foundation collaboration. We're actually going to have, um, Thomas Montalto, the, the OG fig kid. He's going to be joining us next week on the chick Foley show to help us review full gear. And we've been trying to make that happen for a while, but the schedule's just kind of, you know, haven't, uh, haven't worked out, but I'm stoked to have Tom on next week. And on, uh, on Monday night, she's going to be joining a, uh, an affiliate of the pod foundation coming down the aisle with J bone, our good friend, John Swallow. She is going to be on there for his one year anniversary show. So that's, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, always things popping with the pod foundation again, follow at pod foundation on Instagram to stay up on all the latest content from all of our shows. Uh, Sheen, you ready to give away some action figures? Always. All right. So this is the giveaway for. The ECW Bam Bam Bigelow Legend Series 11. Sorry to even keep all these series straight anymore. Legend Series 11 Bam Bam comes with a TV title. Sheen, you ready for me to hit the drums? Always. Hit them, All baby. right. And the, to enter, remember, to enter this one, you needed to submit a review on Apple Podcasts. And the winner is... No stranger to the Chick Foley Show or the Pod Foundation. It is our good buddy Tyson Neil Trevino. TNT twenty six X has won the Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, there, there's a few things that you can count on in this in this lifetime. Um, but you know, death and and uh, 
freaking Tyson listening to any Pod Foundation production is definitely one of them. So uh, oh, yeah. he may be the Pod Foundation's biggest fan. I yeah, think so. He listens to everything, everything we put yeah. out. He's been a long time uh, Chick Foley, uh, Chick Foley fan. So thank you for all the support, and so stoked to be able to pay it back a little bit to you, Tyson. So we'll, yeah. uh, send us your details, and we will get that figure over to you. Hell yeah, yeah! Again, shout out to Tyson for his uh, legendary Undertaker costume uh, that yeah. he was rocking on Halloween. Saw him rolling with his crew there at Arby's, man. So very cool. Very glad to be extending this figure to Tyson. Uh, Tyson, man, we'll we'll get you a few Chick Foley show stickers too, so you have one for yourself, and you can share some with uh, with the rest of the crew there at Arby's while you're slinging your curly Speaking fries. Speaking of Arby's, did you see someone posted someone posted in the group that uh, they're making an Arby's vodka? Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know what, if it's just like Arby's potatoes that they're using for the vodka no. or what, but uh, I didn't really get to it look was into curly it. Fries right. flavor. Oh, it's curly fries, curly fries flavor. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I don't still know. skeptical. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if it was real or if it was like those, um, those like Hillman Mayo cups that were, we uh, you know, there were mock-ups for a few years back too. Yeah. I didn't check to see if it was a uh, fake news. I didn't fact check them, but uh, yeah, I just saw it posted in the group and I was thinking, I was like, oh man, we need to ask Tyson about the, uh, the new uh, Arby's, <laughs> Arby's uh, vodka. All right. And for our next giveaway, I think Sheena, for our viewers on YouTube right now, Sheena's showing off the figure. We're going to be giving away the fan takeover Randy Orton. This is going to be one of the uh, just standard giveaway for us. Shoot a screenshot to Marco or uh, or Sheena showing you listen to this week's show. And we'll announce the winner of this beautiful Randy Orton figure next week. We want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your figure purchases at Ringside Collectibles. And you guys ready to get into the story of the week? Yep. All right. So it is another AEW pay-per-view weekend. It's always such a big deal um, anytime one of these come around because since we only have four a year and they do a great job with the slow build to a lot of these matches. So one of the highlights on the calendar for wrestling fans, it's Full Gear. It was a great show last year. It looks on paper. They should be able to top what they did last year at Full Gear. Uh, mm -hmm. Marco, are you excited for this one? you got anything big planned found the, uh, for, for food and drink for this event? Uh, nothing in particular. No, I haven't uh, really planned anything out yet. I'm, uh, maybe tomorrow I'll uh, get the, the pen and notepad out and start <laughs> writing some things out. But it just might be a, a regular night. Uh, maybe order, order some food. Obviously, drinks are involved because I mean, Hangman's there, so so beers have to That's be right. on tap. Hell yeah, uh, for that for that whole pay per view. But yeah, nothing nothing in particular. No, uh, nothing themed. I haven't thought of anything themed for Full Gear yet. Yeah, if I don't know really what you could do to tie in the theme for Full Gear. Maybe maybe early Thanksgiving, just because it's November. But there's not any really gear related foods. True. <laughs> Sheen, uh, we haven't really talked about it yet either. You got anything? What what do you, what do you plan on doing for the the menu? I don't know. You know, it's funny. I was uh, previewing the listener mail and uh, it was, oh, sorry, my phone's, uh, my phone's playing a video. My bad. Man, um, she's so excited. She got AW videos just automatically popping up. I think that was Tony Schiavone. I know, I know right they're there. autoplaying. I was trying to give you guys a nice little soundtrack <laughs> to get you prepped for the, uh, for the show. Um, I know. I don't know what we're going to eat. Um, I haven't figured it out yet. That's the one thing like as a, you know, as a, the matriarch of the, of the household is like planning what everybody's going to eat every meal of every freaking day. You know what I mean? So um, I love doing these big themed meals and stuff, but yeah, this one got by me, dude. So I'm thinking maybe know, we do some wings, man. I'm kind of, you know what I'm kind of feeling for for the fall. Maybe some good Old Bay wings, man. Maybe we could do some standard, yeah. uh, maybe some standard buffalo, and then maybe do up some Old Bay wings and uh, either some fries or dry rub or like or a uh, a baked in like you know. Well, we sauce. That, don't we have that Old Bay hot sauce still? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking we do we that do. Old Bay. I'm thinking we just go over the top. I'm thinking we hit it with the Old Bay hot sauce and then dust it with some Old Bay on top of that, man. Oh man. 
actually, it kind of ties in because uh, Kenny Omega's finishing move. What's it called? The one winged angel. So, oh yeah. <laughs> So you can actually tie it in a little bit. <laughs> I, lo- I love how you reached you reached all the way out for that one, Marco. We have uh, we yeah. also still have some uh, deer sausage from the the deer my dad killed last year, so we could tie in with the uh, the buckshot lariat also with hangman. See, wow! Look at that! See, I'm, wow! Starting to steamroll down got, all these ideas. This is why this is why men don't plan the menu. This is you know like the, the, no, no. No, nah, I mean we can still do the wings, but you know you can make a little charcuterie platter before the uh, the show with the the deer sausage being the uh, you know the centerpiece. Yeah, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk some wrestling. I don't think anybody came here for a uh, culinary exploration. Let's start picking these matches uh, for the members in the Foley Picks League. Remember, anything any predictions we have on this show are strictly kayfabe. So don't get your panties in a wad if we end up uh, if, you, if you know when that picks matrix comes out shortly before the show Saturday night you see some stuff that doesn't quite line up with what we said on the show so if you think you're going to get an edge from uh, hearing all our picks think again I'm talking to you Alex all right <laughs> first up six man tag falls count anywhere it's Christian who you know I'll let Sheena talk about this one first because she's got some thoughts on it Christian and Jurassic Express going up against the super click Adam Cole and the Young Bucks Sheena uh, talk about your heartburn with Christian still uh, kind of riding the coattails of Jurassic Express. I mean, it's not really heartburn. I just don't understand it. I just feel like Jurassic Express has so much more potential than to be hanging out with Christian, you know? And, and they already have a third like, member. Yeah, they already have a third member. And where the heck is he at? Where the heck is Marco? You know, I love, I love Marco Stein. Everybody gives him a lot of crap because he's tiny, but who cares? I think that's part of his gimmick, dude. I love that. And uh, Christian should just be doing his own thing. I mean, I've said from the beginning, Christian doesn't really interest me. I don't dislike Christian. Um, he's just I appreciate, Christian. Yeah, he's just Christian. Yeah, I, I appreciate what he's done in, in the wrestling business. I just feel like, why the hell is he hanging out with uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? Like, he's just, like he said, he's just, like, hanging around, like, riding their coattails. Uh, so for them yeah. to be, like, a faction, uh, it needs to be... It needs to be done with because I'm I'm over it. You know they had Jungle Boy and Christian had that, um, you know, awesome moment uh, at the uh, oh my gosh I always forget what their Casino Battle Royal yep. that was cool. But uh, yeah, it, it's like they they've drug it out too long. Like end it, end it. Yeah, Christian's just he's just the most vanilla wrestler to me. I've never seen Christian have a bad match. But I've also never been excited to like hear Christian's music hit and like he's he's coming in to to get it yeah. going. So yeah, and I, even I think his super- even his little like entrance thing is lame. You know what I mean? Like it's like the little <laughs> like who? What is he looking for? Who's he looking for? His talent? Again, like for, you know? Like, for, if you peeps. haven't checked out the show on YouTube, you need to check it out. You're seeing she was mocking uh, Christian's taunt right now. Yeah, you know, looking for my charisma. Where is it at? Oh man, Marco, what's hate. what's your take on the, the six man tag? How you see it going? Um, I definitely see these super click uh, coming out victorious. I don't see uh, the trio of Jurassic Express and Christian getting a win over the, no. the super click. That's definitely not going to happen. And I'm, I mean, I'm not as harsh as Sheena is with the Christian thing, but yeah, it, I think anyone watching that dynamic, it, you can tell it really doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't, doesn't click. Uh, no pun intended with, with them yeah. three together. I, see what I think you did there. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be smart if they, like, I mean, I'm not sure if they're going to do this, but after the match, maybe when they do lose, maybe Christian, like, turns on them or something and turns heel, and they he feuds. I can see that. Jungle Boy, I don't know. 
they just need I, to I would be more somehow. interested in a heel Christian than yeah. a uh, than this like weird you know, white better. meat baby face type Christian. I, I think that yeah. would be a much better dynamic for him. Um, you know, just all things considered, I will say that I also have heat with Jungle Boy. You guys know my affinity and love for Jungle Boy. What's going on with the facial hair? Like I. It, it, He's all like, if you're going to be a jungle man, I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere. Like, if he's trying to go for, like, the full beard to be, like, full on, like, yeah, ju- man yeah, mode, you know? Yeah. But I don't I don't like, I mean, he's a he's a jungle boy. That's what makes, he's so cute and, like, little, you know, young looking. And now yeah. he's got this weird patchy facial hair. And I'm like, yeah, okay. very patchy. He's a jungle man. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you know, I'm not trying to know? shame anybody who can't grow in facial hair. You know what I mean? I know, I know that's a, that's a issue for a lot of men. You know, a lot of people keep it clean shaven because they don't really, they have the patches and whatnot, but yeah, jungle boy, you, you're too cute and too pretty to be covering your face in that, that patchy mess. Like get rid of it. Yeah. I think, uh, Marco, you hit on a good point, man. I think if this kicks us off into a jungle boy versus heel Christian feud, I think that would be pretty cool. Cause I think Christian's really been at his most entertaining when he's been a heel. Lashina mentioned they planted the seed for that at the end of the casino battle Royale at all out. So I think that could be a cool way to go in the future, but I agree. So we're, we're all in agreement that super clicks going over in this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Next up, the finals of the tournament to crown the new number one contender for the AEW championship. Brian Danielson uh, versus Mira. I see, I see Marco licking his chops to talk about this one. How do you see this one playing out, Marco? Uh, I definitely see Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, sorry, winning this match. Um, it's it's definitely going to be a brutal match. Uh, mm-hmm. The way uh, uh, Brian's been wrestling and the way Mira's been wrestling uh, with but just sheer brutality, but you know, obviously Brian's more in a, in a more of a technical sense, uh, but he's pretty, he could get pretty brutal if he needs to. Um, he's proven that the like a hundred matches he's had so far in AEW. I think he's wrestled more in AEW in these past few months than he's ever wrestled in, in the WWE in his last year. I mean, he's doing, he's doing his, some of his best freaking work. as all I can yeah. say. I don't know how many matches he's, he's wrestled, but he's definitely the quality of the matches is uh, yeah, primo. I mean, I hope he's I hope he's turning uh, Seth's Seth's air, and he's uh, he's. I know, yeah. Seth's historically he's a, he's uh, a good kind hand. of not not been high oh, on uh, yeah Daniel Bryan. So he's a good hand. Yeah, he can do a bunch of moves, but I'm not. He to me, he's like an improved version of Christian. Like I don't know when, who's getting excited. Oh for Oh my god! Uh, we can't we can't let you get away okay. with that. That's, uh, All right, that's a different. It's a different. I'm just skill keeping set. it real. No, hey, I, will, I saw him. I will not. Spat. I will not stand for this planet's champion slam. He got double pinned not. at WrestleMania by Roman Reigns. I can't get that image out of my head of him laying there, knocked out for like two minutes. He laid there long enough for Roman to knock out Edge and drag Edge on top of him and pin him. Like I, I can't get that out of my and head. Roman and Roman is the best wrestler in the world right now, according to some. So I, I mean, I don't think that's a that's a big mark yeah. on his uh on his freaking win card. You know what I mean, or his loss card, I guess I should say. Exactly. Like, Dude, it'd be one thing if he got beat by freaking like Matt Riddle, but I mean, dude, I'd say it'd be one thing if he just got beat by Roman, but he didn't just get beat. He got stacked up with another dude and, and then pinned. Like, when have you seen that? Especially in the main Bro, event at WrestleMania. Who, who, dude? He he's had some of his best matches with Roman freaking Reigns. Historically, D- Daniel Bryan does really well in matches where he's against a bigger opponent. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see this match between him and Miro. Yeah. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be excellent. And I'm not I'm not gonna I, I will not sit here and let Seth slander Brian Daniels. Yeah, we anymore. can't do that. Not no, gonna I, I, I watch him defeat Evolution in one night. I mean, live in person, WrestleMania 30, Triple H, and then he took out the other two members at the end of the night to become champion. So yeah, I yeah. can't, 
The I man, the that. man is a treasure. Yeah. Okay. Breaking, breaking kayfabe. I think this one is going to be a low key spoiler for what's going to happen in the main event. Yeah. If Miro wins. I, I would damn near book it that Adam Page is winning that belt. If Daniel, mm-hmm. if Brian Danielson wins, I would say Kenny Omega is winning because I just yeah. I can't see them doing Hangman and Brian Danielson just yet. Um. So. I guess they could do Kenny and Miro. If Daniel Bryan, if Brian, sorry, it's I'm still trying to break the habit. If Brian Danielson wins, um, I think it's damn near guaranteed that the Kenny Omega wins this one. So uh, we'll see. I'm kind of for that reason. I'm rooting for Miro. Uh, a wild card. I think we may see Lana show up finally. They've been mentioning Lana. Uh, you know, real name CJ Perry. She Miro's been talking about her basically since he broke away from the uh, the best man gimmick and started being God's yeah. favorite champion. He's mentioned his, uh, you know, his hot ass wife in almost every single promo he's done. So it's only a matter of time. So maybe that's how he gets the edge over over Brian Danielson, and we see him take his first loss in AEW with uh, with CJ Perry making her debut. That's possible. Yeah. So final prediction, Sheena, who you got in this one? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Brian Danielson. I think I think he's gonna win. I think um, I think like you said, if it's going to be a spoiler, a big spoiler, uh, depending on who wins this. But, uh, man, it's it's tough to choose, but I'm going to go with Brian Danielson. Marco? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it is, it is a tough. The scenarios, that's all we can really go with right now. And, you know, obviously, like, Kenny Omega, he... You know, you know, like, he's been, he's been really, like, injured. Like, he hasn't been really... Right. If you notice, he hasn't been wrestling week to week. Um, just making appearances and getting it a little, like tussles here and there not having full-on matches so i mean this could be his final match before he you know takes off into the sunset for a little bit to heal up and come back but i'll say i'll say you know if if brian danielson does lose this i don't think it i don't think he loses anything by losing this match because if he doesn't lose clean i don't i don't think miro's gonna beat him clean i think miro wins in some kind of cheap way you know whether it's a low blow or I so. again, I I really think because uh, there's there's not any other big surprise debuts I can really see if I'm fantasy booking this pay per view. So maybe Lana mm-hmm. showing up is the the big one for this. So that that's what I think. I think Miro gets some help from somebody, and that's how uh, Brian Danielson loses. But again, going back to the spoiler yeah. thing, I wish they would have saved this. I feel like this would be the perfect match to main event the first Dynamite after Full Gear. I'm never a fan yep. of having these number one contendership matches on the same show as as the world title match, because again, it's just, yeah, especially something like this, where it seems like you can really kind of draw the, you can kind of dot the line to where they're going um, next, depending on who wins, who wins this match. Yeah. You got to think too, with, uh, with, you know, this whole dynamic change with Moxley, you know, being removed from that tournament, because it was supposed to be him uh, versus Darby, right? Yeah, right. In, in one of the matches, and then whoever won out of that was so. Well, like, no, it was supposed him. to be. Uh, I think originally. So if we if we're to believe that that sheet of paper that Tony Khan accidentally got photographed with on the sideline of the Jaguars game, it had uh, Mox versus Brian Danielson. So I think that was originally going to be. Yes, that's the what finals. I was say, yeah, yeah, because remember Mox was in there, and they just subbed him out, or Mox was already in the semifinals, and they subbed him out for Miro. So yeah, it would have been Mox and and Brian and, Danielson. Yeah, the way the way he was being booked, it seemed like they were he was turning heel. If you right. notice, if you notice the last like his matches, he's just like just brutally beating Very people aggressive. to the point where the yeah. Mm-hmm. So like he's kind of turning heel. So that would make sense if he it was him and uh, Brian Danielson. He would obviously cheated be, to win. Uh, yeah, cheat to win and then face um, Hangman, Hangman, who would probably yeah. win at that point. So he'd be the heel to 
at yeah. Hangman. So like it, it would make sense, but yeah, it kind of skewed everything with. I mean, you know, that's with- the thing with Miro though. You need if, if Hangman does win this, I think you need a legit heel to oh, go yeah. against him. Like you can't have a guy like Daniel Bryan going against yeah, him. Yeah, that, that does need to be his love. first debut. Dan- yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryan. That's who like. You know, Daniel Bryan and Kenny would make sense because that would be another elevated challenger for Kenny, especially after they had that classic 30 minute draw. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Daniel Bryanson and Hangman, that's a match we need to see at the end of 2023. You know, maybe um, maybe double or, or maybe all out 2023. We see Bryan Danielson and Hangman, not Revolution or whatever the, uh, the February pay-per-view is called. So, yeah, either way. Yeah, this very intriguing match um, at full gear last year. The finals of the uh, the World Championship Eliminator Tournament went first, so this would be a banger of an opener match if they started it off with uh, with Brian Danielson yeah. and Miro. Let's move on to the next matchup. Two of AEW's homegrown talent, MJF, Maxwell J. Friedman, going up against Darby Allen. Sheena, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with... Darby on this one, you know, Darby just, he's coming off a big, uh, you know, main event or not main event, but, uh, you know, big loss front against punk. And I think that, uh, he, he needs this right now. So he's going to, he's going to come out with a purpose, come out swinging. He's not going to get beat again, uh, on a big stage. So I'm, I'm going to go with Darby Allen on this one. Marco. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going with MJF on this one, but it seems like there's some kind of like dissension among the ranks and, uh, and the pinnacle with Wardlow um, kind of questioning MJF's uh, decisions and stuff like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Darby on this one as well. Um, he, you know, MJF comes out every week and he goes, you know, I, I never really lost, blah, blah, blah. I'm still undefeated and all that stuff. And I think Darby's going to be the one that give him his first like actual loss on uh, an AEW. So I'm going to go with Darby. I'm going to zig where you guys zag. I think MJF is winning this one because this feud's been so intense up to this point. I don't think this is the end of it. I think this is just the first chapter of this, and we see MJF somehow cheat to win. And I think these guys blow it out in a you know some sort of street fight or cage match or something down the road before we see Darby finally go over. So I think MJF wins. I don't think this is the end of this feud, though. I think we're going to see this one going for uh, for quite a while. Okay. All right, up next is a match that is, uh, you know, low-key started to eclipse Hangman versus Kenny Omega as the most anticipated uh, bout on the show. It's going to be great. CM Punk going up against Eddie Kingston. These guys, the mic work for this feud has been tremendous. Uh, They've really built this into a blood feud in a very short amount of time, but I think everybody's hyped to see this one. Eddie Kingston's got a ton of momentum behind him, and I think Eddie Kingston might get cheered on Saturday night uh, when when they come out. Sheena, what what do you think? How do you, uh, what what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, you know, um, I've, you know, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know, I've, I've been an Eddie Kingston girl from, from the jump since he debuted on, on AEW. So, um, I've always liked Eddie Kingston. I just, I just, I feel him when he's talking on the mic. I, he's just got like, like what says says like what you can't buy, which is just authenticity. Like he is who he is and he brings it in a way that makes you believe that he's not playing a character. This is just who he is. Um, and I love everything the about Nick him. Gage so. vibe about him. Yeah, I love everything about him except his ring gear. Uh, you guys know. I mean, I feel like the man, the man needs some new ring gear, but once he gets that figured out... He needs out, to like, go Kevin Owens, man. Go the yeah, freaking basketball shorts 100%. and cut-off shirt, man. Yes. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Angelo Dawkins look is just not, not it for, for <laughs> yeah. um, 
<laughs> for Eddie Kingston. But yeah, dude, it, the, the crazy thing is, is how quickly they've built this match into something meaningful. And I think that really says a lot about Eddie Kingston and what he brings to the table. Like his just um, his charisma and his authenticity, like he he picked this this freaking fight with CM Punk and brought 15 years of animosity into this promo and that, that he gave on dynamite. You know what I mean? And this wasn't even a match that we were even thinking about, you know, and he interrupted him. They had this, you know, little awkward backstage segment and then punk asked for an apology and then something switched in Eddie and he just like lost his mind. Uh, and I think, I think this is going to be awesome. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think, uh, you know, I think like you said, it's, it's close. It's slowly building up to be like, you know, more hype than, than the main event. Marco, who are you rooting for in this one? Man, this is tough because I do, I, I do love both those guys because, uh, like, like uh, Sheena said, you know, a little bit earlier that you know he he has that authenticity, and uh, like for for Eddie Kingston, like I like grew up with dudes like him or or no guys like him, yeah. and I think that's where the connection comes from. Same thing with CM Punk. I grew up with guys like him, and I know I know guys like him. I know their personalities are very, very relatable, and that's why people connect to those two guys. So it is going to be very interesting to see where the crowd goes. I think it's just going to be a really mixed – I don't think anyone's going to be booed or cheered. I think it's just going to be straight up like they're just going to watch a fight. I think it's, it's just going to be entertaining. I don't think crowd. the tides are going to shift at all. I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, dude, by the middle of uh, Eddie's promo, you felt the crowd was kind of like, well, he's not yeah. wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not wrong. Uh, and I well, think because I know who Punk is, like, as a yeah. person, like, you know, like, if you, you know his history, if you watched him um, or, you know, like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. They, I mean, it, a lot of wrestling fans are like, yeah, Eddie's right <laughs> in mm-hmm. that sense. He's right to hate his guts. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm really hyped for this. After that promo um, on Rampage, that was uh, that was enough for me right there. You, that that shows like the 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 genius of those two guys in their microphone skills. Like, if you ever thought like Eddie Kingston was great, yeah, and, and you didn't think he was, and you seen that promo, you he 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 had to be over for you at that point. But Same you know, thing with CM Punk. But I will say, I think he he definitely outdid CM Punk on oh, that yeah. promo because CM Punk was going for like the cheap pops. He was like. Do my friends in St. Louis want to see me fight Eddie Kingston? (laughs) You know, and I just thought it was like so like lame. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, of course you're going to get cheered. You know what I mean? Like say something with some passion. You know, of course he did. He did throw some low blows when he was like me and Joe and Homicide and all y'all. Like, you know, we didn't you didn't live up to our expectations because you're a bum. I was kind of like. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that hurt just a little, you know. Um, but yeah, they, there was some really cool stuff that came out with Eddie Kingston. He did like this article in um, I forget what it was, but it was an excellent article. Um, well, I'll po- we'll post the link in the show notes. But uh, yeah, you need to read it because it's just it talks all about his history and how he came up through wrestling. And yeah, good good stuff. Stoked for this match. Yeah, I, I hope Eddie Kingston kicks uh, CM Schmuck's teeth in. I already started <laughs> digging my grave. Uh, with the Daniel or the, the Brian Danielson hate, I'll go ahead and make it six feet deep. I think CM Punk's super overrated. Also, what what's he really done since he came back? Like, yeah, it was a cool moment when his when cult of personality hit on Rampage. But was anybody really excited to see him beat Darby Allen? You know what I mean? Was anybody excited mm-hmm. to see him beat Will Hobbs? Uh, I I got used to CM Punk being gone. He, his rise was really kind of right before I got back into watching wrestling hardcore in 2014 and. I wasn't a fan of all the pot shots he took at the wrestling world while he was out. And I'm definitely not a fan of the way he did Colt Cabana by stiffing him on the legal fees after he was the one that got them embroiled in this huge legal fight with WWE. So I'm rooting for Eddie Kingston all the way on this one. Um, Who is going to win? 
probably CM Punk. If I was putting money down, I'd say CM Punk, but my heart is going to be going hard for Eddie Kingston on uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going with Eddie. All right, let's get into the match that has the potential to steal the show, the tag team title match, FTR versus the Lucha Bros. Marco, give us your pick. Oh, man. I get it. I, I'm going to go with the Lucha Bros on this. That's why they're, they're my, pretty much my favorite tag team in AEW. Um, it's going to be a hell of a match, though. It's like you, you put FT, FDR can pretty much do any type of any style match, um, especially the, you know, with the high flyers. They're, those matches that they have are e- even better. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going with the, the Lucha Bros. Um, and I, I mean, they're not losing those tag team titles anytime soon. I don't think anyway. I would mm-hmm. hope not. Yeah, um, FTR is going to be trying to become the first ever uh, two-time tag champs in A-Dub. Lucha Bros had, I think, was pretty much unanimous the match of the night last show. Uh, mm-hmm. at, yeah. um All out. At double, yeah, yeah, all out. I don't know why he wants to say double or nothing uh, yeah, with that cage they, match they, with they the all, Bucks. They all feel the same, yeah. yeah Sheena, it, it, uh, what's your pick? I'm going to go with the Lucha Bros, too. I feel like they're just getting started. Um, you know, this is going to be a great match because stylistically these two tag teams are like – total opposite ends of the spectrum you know like you got the lucha bros high flying you know flips and all the, all the you know pulling out all the stops and then you got you know the ftr classic no flips just this no flips just this yeah no, hard hitting tag team so yeah it's gonna be um it's, <laughs> so oh yeah those guys are revival wonder what they're up to these days um but yeah i'm going with the lucha bros i think it's gonna be uh they're gonna retain but it's gonna be an excellent match yeah, my I'm probably leaning Lucha Bros, but I think this one's 50 50. I could see I could do- totally see FTR taking these belts back because AEW is clearly uh, very high on them. They Scott Dawson had a hell of a match with uh, with Pac on um, yeah on Wednesday night, the main event of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. The main event, the big showdown, the rematch a year in the making. Hangman Adam Page going up for the AEW Championship against Kenny by God Omega. Sheena, what's your prediction? I'm going with my man Hangman. I feel like this is the moment they've built to this. Like you talk about some slow and steady storytelling. Um, This slow burn has just built to a full out like forest fire. You know what I mean? And I'm ready to just see it freaking, I'm just ready for it to burn it down, you know, and, and emerge like a Phoenix. Shout out to Seth Hangman. Rollins. Yeah. Hangman is going to come out uh, as the new, as the new champion. And then we'll be in the house for the following dynamite and uh, to get to see Hangman in uh, in his home state and uh, as the new champion will be a really, really cool moment. So I'm, I'm pulling for him, but I'm excited for this match regardless. I thought that the go-home angle was really cool with Don Callis coming back and uh, Kenny signing the contract in blood uh, was a really cool touch. So, yeah, here, here for it all. I, I can't wait for this match. Marco? Yeah, it's a tough one. Because um, we, we spoke earlier about, you know, the scenarios that could happen depending on who wins that that qualifier. But the other thing, too, is they just because they win that tournament, you know, they're going to get a shot, but who knows when. It could be any time. So you can right. kind of throw that out the window. What I'm thinking is I'm going to I'm gonna pick Kenny Omega, right, only because I think he wins uh, this Saturday. Sunday, I mean, not Sunday, Wednesday, Hangman gets a rematch, and that's the main event, and he wins yeah. a title in his home – in his home 
they talked about that on anyway. uh, the Turnbuckle Tavern, and I had, I hadn't really considered that about them anything, having an yeah, immediate his uh, his yeah. immediate rematch. Yeah, it's, it's a good mm-hmm. idea. I think you know it would be really cool for him to get the win in in front of his home home state. So yeah, I would be here for that too. Um, I think it would be especially because I'm going to be there. But yeah. I think AEW that could be a really, has always. Really cool moment. Um, has gotten comparisons to WCW since they started. That would definitely be the most WCW thing that they could do. Get, charge 50 bucks for a pay-per-view and then give the rematch <laughs> away for free on cable TV to pop a rating <laughs> four nights later and have uh, and have the payoff happen then. So that would be so WCW, but same way. I, I'm, I might have tears, man, if I'm there in the house to see Hangman uh, win the belt. He, he's definitely my second favorite AEW wrestler besides Mox. And uh, it would be incredible. I I don't think this one's a lock, man. I'm leaning Hangman, Mm-mm. but I have some serious doubts that they may keep Kenny just uh, going because I think the one thing that they know Kenny is the only claim that they have that um, they have. Th- he's the only claim that they could have for having the best wrestler in the world. He's the only guy that's comparable to Roman Reigns on their roster. Yeah. And um, if you're comparing, you know, Roman and Hangman, as much as I love Hangman, it just it doesn't really compute. You know, Ro- Roman's a, a different level, so I could see him keeping the belt on uh, on Kenny just out of the competition aspect with WWE. But uh, it feels like it's Hangman's time. I feel like if Hangman lost, they would actually be risking doing the WWE thing where they don't pull the trigger on somebody when they're at their peak. You know, we saw that with Braun Strowman late 2017. Braun Strowman was red hot. Um, one of the biggest baby faces in the company, they gave him the title shot against Brock Lesnar and he lost, you know, and by the time, um, Braun finally got the belt, he had cooled down considerably and it just didn't really connect the way yeah. everybody wanted it to. So it, for both shoot and kayfabe reasons, I'm really hoping that, that hangman prevails, whether it's uh, Saturday night or, or Wednesday night. I hope the next time we get together on this show, on the chick Bowley show, yeah. we're talking about hangman being, um, being the new champ. I agree. Let's hear from our friends, the two bad chads. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Marco lip syncing along with the uh, the two bad chads on the uh, the, the now iconic Turnbuckle Tavern ad. All right, so <laughs> we still got four more matches. We're going to get those through the... Uh, the Royal Rumble segment. So Sheena's going to go first. She's picking the buy-in women's tag team match. Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter going up against Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Sheena, give us your pick. I mean, I got to go with uh, Shida and Thunder Rosa. I just feel like, I mean, this is a buy-in match. It's where it should be. This, this uh, you know, match really does nothing for me. You know, guys know I'm not the, I'm not the biggest Nyla Rose fan in the Ouch. world. Um I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it straight up. You know what I mean? Her figure wasn't great, and neither is her uh, her character. <laughs> that so, figure uh, was awesome. No, no, it wasn't. Um, and uh, so, yeah, she she done Thunder Rosa for sure. I love both of those women, and I'm pulling for them. All right, yeah, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker feels like the real money match. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised we didn't end up we did not end up getting that this pay-per-view. All right, Marco, you're up next. You can't this just is a have Thunder Rosa one. and Britt every single, every single pay-per-view. It seems like that, you know? True. Yeah. This is, uh, 
This is three incredible talents plus Cody all all bunch together in a tag team match. We got Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo going up against Cody Rhodes and Pac. Give us your pick. Dang. Um I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Malachi Black and Andrade uh for the win. I, I don't I don't like the uh the makeshift tag team of Cody and Pac. I think it's kinda weird obviously this is like yeah. a put together match at the last minute but um just it just seems like andrade and malachi seem more of a tag team um and more together um as a unit so i think they're gonna, they're gonna leave the uh, <laughs> okay uh sheena yes or no will cody have the most pyro at the show oh 100 percent. yeah that's a stone cold lead pipe block Oh, yeah. All right, and Marco, another one. Yes or no? Will we get a figure based on Cody's attire from this show? Yes, definitely. <laughs> of course we will. All right, Sheena. <laughs> this match seems like a little bit of an afterthought, which is kind of sad for as red hot as Britt Baker is right now. Give mm-hmm. us your pick for the women's championship match between Britt Baker and Tay Conti. It's got to be Britt Baker. Um, you know she's been she's been dominating the women's division since May when she won at a, a double or nothing. And I just feel like Ty, Ty Conti is not the one. You know, and that's been a big problem with with Britt's run is that she hasn't had any credible challengers. So I, I fear that we're going to look back at this Britt Baker run in the future once the women's division gets more developed, and we're going to be like, eh, you know, was it really that great? I mean, Britt is great, but were her matches really that great? I mean, she had that she had. A great match against Thunder Rosa, but beyond that, do you guys remember? That was before any just she like, won the title. Yeah, do you, do you guys remember any just like hardcore bangers that that Brit has put on since then? No, mm, no. And you, and you know, like you, like uh, like Seth said, it's kind of this match is treated as kind of like an afterthought, and it's not because yeah. of Britt Baker though. It's because of the like like Sheena said, the opponents, mm-hmm. the opponents that she has. They're not, you know, like where's a Serena Deeb? Like where's that match? Like Serena Deeb would be an awesome match with her. Yeah. Um, Thunder Rosa, get her back in the mix somehow. Um, just take their like big name ladies and put them in the ring with Britt Baker. Even if it's like a, it doesn't have to be a one off match. It could be a feud. They can go yeah. back and forth until someone takes yeah. a title. But I just, I, I, I hate this for Britt because you know she is, she is good, and I feel like with more opponents, like if there was the Charlotte Flares and the, you know, the Ember Moons and the, uh, you know, all them down there, I feel like she would really, it would really elevate her because right now she's the, she's the big fish in a small pond, you know, and uh, even though she's really good, she still could use work in the ring, and she needs worthy opponents to help push her and you know shape her and all that kind of stuff, and I just feel like. She, she doesn't have that right now, so it's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, Marco, uh, we'll go a different route this time. I think this is the match that fans are kind of the least excited for. I've seen a lot of moans and groans online about this one. Just give I want you to just sell us on this match, all right? It's the Minneapolis street fight between the inner circle and America's top team with Dan Lambert. So give, me, give us 30 seconds on why we should be excited for this match. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, you your know what? Silence, your silence yeah. is deafening. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is another one of those matches where it seems like it's eh. Um, but I think I think the only selling point would be if Paige Van Zant somehow interfered in the match or was in that in that match. I think that's the That'd only cool. way that would it would actually put it over because she was kind of like mouthing off to Jericho uh, that she could like or she could kick all their asses essentially. So if she shows up, I think that'll be the selling 
point of that match. But if she doesn't, then yeah, it's a no go. It's a no go. Yeah. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, my this whole feud hasn't connected. Like, I don't get the weird mix of like pro wrestlers plus MMA guys. Like Dan Lambert is a good heel. I, I he, he's pretty funny. Some of the stuff he has to say, but. It's just obnoxious. I could deal with this much more on like a, a hyped up version of Dynamite instead of a pay-per-view. My mm-hmm. only hope is that it's quick, man. Like, I don't want this to yeah. go longer than like 12 minutes or so. But I got a bad feeling because it involves Jericho and AEW is so indebted to Jericho for just helping establish their credibility that this ends up being like 35 minutes out of the show. Oh so. my gosh. Don't even yeah. say that. The funny thing is I enjoy like uh, Dan Lambert's like promos and stuff too. Like I like when he comes out and he and, and he has those like promos with like Jericho and he's, you know. Yeah, I like that he called his movie the Boston Crab. And, you know, it. he's like, it's but the it's, Boston Crab. He says, yeah, everyone else is just, you know, the actual MMA guys that are there. Are, they're, you know, there's a di- that's why there's a difference between pro They're interchangeable. And, and they're like, they're quote, literally, uh, you could, yeah. To, to quote MJF, they're just mid. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just yeah. Yeah. mid. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sheena, last round of the Royal Rumble. Tomorrow night, we are going to the legendary Norfolk Scope to watch WWE SmackDown. We're also taking our son, Brett the Babyface, to his first ever live wrestling show. Uh, He's already excited about it. He was talking about Mm -hmm. it tonight as he went to bed. What wrestler is he going to mark out for the hardest? Oh, 100%. He is going to acknowledge his tribal chief once he arrives in the arena. Uh, I'm pretty sure besides uh, mama and daddy and puppy, Brett's like one of his first words was Roman Reigns. He used to like he would point and say, Roman Reigns. And like he he knew Roman before anybody else. So he is going to be so stoked to see Roman in person. Um, I cannot wait for it. He's, he's scared that the fiend is going to be there. But I tried to explain to him that that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, yesterday he was a little bit scared. You know, he said, so, I can't remember what he said, but he mentioned the he fiend. And I was like, the fiend's not like going to be there. He was kind of lukewarm on going to wrestling live. because, And I was trying to figure out what it was. And he finally started saying, I don't want to see the fiend. You know, I don't want to see the fiend. And so then we had to assure him that, you know, the fiend wouldn't be there. So <laughs> yeah. God forbid this is the time where Bray Wyatt makes a surprise return to WWE. Because, uh, you know, our son's probably going <laughs> to oh, flip man. out. So yeah, so, yeah he does not want to see the fiend. But yeah, we're looking forward <laughs> to it. Funny because he loves that he loved the fiend on uh you know when he's seeing him on TV and stuff but yeah he's he don't want to see that in person no yeah next week should be very interesting because between now and the next time we record me and Sheena are going to SmackDown and AEW Dynamite here in the same market so we can really give you guys kind of like a live market comparison over what crowd's hotter what the vibe is like between WWE and AEW. I don't know I don't know when the last time they were both in the same market this closely to each other so uh, should be pretty cool and we'll definitely give a big mm-hmm. breakdown on that next week yep. in addition to uh Survivor Series preview and full gear review. Go ahead Marco. Have you guys been to an AEW show yet? Mm-mm, this is our first one. Oh, no, man. this is our yeah. yeah, we're we're popping our AEW cherry. Yep. Oh man. It's yeah, that's a, it's a uh, we you know actually me and uh Tom spoke about this on the on the sessions. It's a different crowd. Not in a bad way, but it's a it's a wrestling crowd. Like it's cool, and we'll be yeah. we'll be without we'll like we're going to babysitter for both kids that night. You know, Brett wants to. We're going to take him to see WWE because he's never seen a wrestling show. But we're going to AEW just just the parents, just mom and dad out out yeah. for a wrestling night. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah! All right, let's drink to that. All right, Sheena, start us off. What are you sipping on tonight? 
So last week I told you guys about the Drunken Stay Puffed, which was a Seth Phelps holiday creation, which was the, the dough ball whiskey with a little bit of cream soda and it topped with a toasted marshmallow. Well, I'm throwing it back to a Phelps family holiday classic. Uh, I always get on to Seth about his uh, ice jingling in the microphone. So I'm drinking a hard cocktail tonight, so I'm trying not to jingle my ice too much for you guys. You can see I got my Turnbuckle Tavern sticker there. I'm drinking the Drunken Gingerbread Man. This is an OG. Okay, it's a little bit it's a little bit um, tweaked because we didn't have Maker's Mark. But traditionally, you would do a shot of Maker's Mark. You do a shot of gingerbread syrup, like you would like the Tarani or whatever, like the coffee syrup. You know, do the gingerbread syrup, and then you top it with Coke. And it is just like spicy, like holiday in a cup. It is so wonderful. You know, the Coke already has like kind of those warm notes. Like uh, I don't know if it's got like cinnamon or what what kind of you know flavor profile it's got in there but yeah it mixes perfectly with uh with the gingerbread man so cheers to that oh but i'm using chicken cock whiskey which i've never i, I think seth's dad brought this to him i was like so i got a drunken gingerbread cock here like what are we gonna call this you know because it's so usually that, made uh, with, with maker's how does it mark compare to the uh the the original recipe with the maker's mark sheen would you rather it's add good makers you know uh Makers is a, makes it a little bit sweeter, a little bit like a not a heavier mouthfeel, but it's definitely more of like yeah, a Maker's smooth, definitely like, a little bit more syrupy, whereas uh, mm -hmm. the chicken cock's more of like a straight bourbon. Ma Makers yeah, is like it's good. one of the sweetest bourbons there is. That's why it's so popular. So yeah, so Makers is a little bit sweeter. If you want it to be a little like have a little bit more bite to it, yeah, to pick a different type of bourbon. But yeah, this is this is really good uh, with the with the chicken cock whiskey. This is I don't think I've ever had the that brand of whiskey before, but it was up in our cabinet, and that's what I'm using. Yeah, so I uh, I started off with whiskey also, so I picked these up at Total Wine today. So these are by Bold Rock, which is a cider brand, but they also make some of the uh, canned cocktails that have gotten so popular over the last couple of years. This one's a Bold Fashioned, and it's basically their house blend whiskey made into a canned Old Fashioned. So put this on ice with a couple of uh, cherries also, and it was excellent. And I'm Got chasing some Don that down. Draper action going on up there. Hell yeah. I'm chasing that down with a sequench ale, which is... Um, which is one of our, you know, something me and Sheena keep in regular rotation around here. And then I'm going to finish it up with basically the the official craft beer of the uh, the Chick Foley show, the Broken Skull IPA. So that's what I'm going to close out the show with tonight. So I should yeah. be feeling nice and good by the time we get to the Steve Austin, if you want session. to sponsor this podcast, we are open for a sponsor for our beverage break. So, uh, you know, let Hell us know, yeah. Steve Austin. <laughs> Marco, what are you drinking, man? Uh, great segue, because that's, that's what I have here. I have the... Uh... The classic, the the we'll, we're definitely going to call this the official IPA of the Chick Foley Show is the uh, broken uh, sure. can't can't go wrong with it. I have like I have <laughs> no like, what chance, please. Yeah, what? I have like five cases of it because I like like I said every time I go to a store and I see I always you go to the back. Up. Yeah, you have to stock up just in case because this the stuff sells out really fast. But since it's being distributed a little bit better, I think it might you know be around for a you little. Never bit know all of the uh, all of the. Broken Skull for the East Coast maybe sitting out on a uh, big ship somewhere in the middle of the ocean. That you know? is also well, no. Remember, it's brewed right here in uh, Virginia Beach. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yep, my my right. fear is that I because I still have not. I've, I've searched every every like couple months. I'll, I'll take a little deep dive and try to figure it out. I've never seen anything publicly where they've acknowledged like a partnership between El Segundo Brewing and New Realm. So my fear is maybe like they agreed to do it for a year or something and it falls apart because that's really when it started showing up everywhere on the East Coast when we uh, when New Realm started brewing it right here out of Virginia. So hope hopefully, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure the partnership's been fruitful because 
anytime I go to total wine, it's either gone or there's only like one or two, four packs on the shelf. So the stuff's definitely yeah. been selling. Um, so hopefully they keep it going. Cause, uh, it, it's definitely helped out finding the stuff here on the East coast. You guys ready to talk about mm-hmm. some figures? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, it's time for the weekly figure four. Shout out to uh, Amigos and Offset for the intro. No Travis Scott over here on the Chick Foley show. We don't ride with that anymore. No, uh, <laughs> let's get into the figure talk. So uh, first up, uh, tomorrow, our good friend Jeremy Padauer is promised some AW figure reveals. We'll get into the details of those on next week's episode. But let's start off by asking you guys, Sheena, you can go first. Out of everybody on the show for full gear, um, who would you most want to see get their first time in the line AEW figure? Sorry, I had to cough and they want to do it in the mic. <clears throat> I thought you were dabbing wanna... on us. <laughs> Did dab on you if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I'm looking for a <laughs> Brian Danielson. Sorry, my throat's all messed up. Brian Danielson wow. figure. Uh, so yeah, I'll let Marco talk while I <laughs> get myself taken <laughs> care of. I'll be, I'll be back in a moment. Um, yeah, so they already announced. Um... Uh, Eddie Kingston, he'll be getting his first of mine at some point. So maybe, maybe uh, like she said, maybe uh, Brian Danielson, they already announced CM Punk. Um, I'm hoping they do a new Mero figure. Maybe that's hopefully, hopefully they'll announce that would complete with chest hair. Um, <laughs> so we get the new version of Mero as opposed to the uh, the best man version. So that'd be, I think that was the worst AEW figure they've done so far. Worse than the uh, FTR. I don't know. Worse than the FTR figures. <laughs> so I I got the FTR over my shoulder or right here. I switched them out with the uh, the WWE heads, and those are cool figures, you know, because I like the jackets yeah. and I like the white gear. It was just those head sculpts were bad. Um, for me, I want to see Malachi Black. I'd like to see him uh, Ooh, with all the yeah. entrance gear, and then in like the UFC style shorts that he's wrestled in a few times. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and would set it apart call. from the really amazing job that WWE did with his figures. Um, yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. There are Marco, tell us about the newest Foco bobbleheads. Yeah. So, uh, we haven't spoken about this in a while. We, I, I think like there was a time, like for the past, like, like every week there was a new Foco bobblehead, uh, coming out, but, uh, they actually, uh, released the brothers of destruction, uh, that's coming out. So it's Kane and undertaker in ring. Uh, looks pretty cool. Did you guys get to see the, uh, yeah, the, I love like, yeah. the little the little ring display stand and stuff. These things are awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's yeah. getting these. Clearly, clearly they're doing well because they've released so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I haven't the seen like I haven't seen anybody in the, the Foley fam group get them. No, and there's literally I pulled it up on Foco Bobbles at Foco Bobbles on Instagram, and one of the first comments is, "It's ridiculous. How am I supposed to ask for stuff for Christmas when literally every darn bobblehead is sold out?" So somebody's buying these things. Yeah, they it's they're limited pieces too. So they once they uh, once they you know appear online they, they pretty much the sell out if you guys definitely take a look at it it's it's pretty awesome it's undertaker and his signature uh pose and uh with a little mm-hmm. urn on the on the ground so like I, I like to call that like a little shout out to uh paul bearer with mm-hmm. uh you know kane standing there in his pose and then undertaker on his knee uh with his hand raised over the uh urn. It, it is a pretty cool thing i don't personally collect these but if i did i would definitely that probably be my first purchase uh to go with that one because that one Definitely looks awesome. And, you know, Kane had to take it quite the run so far with uh with their, you know, Ultimate Edition uh series that they had recently. And those are probably the two of the best Ultimate Edition figures that are out right now. So Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a big yeah, year for them, If I had them, a desk, man. I would definitely have a focal. I don't know which one I would have because there's so many awesome ones that they've come out with, but or maybe just be like a change, a rotating display. You know, seasonally, you would just choose an, a new uh, a new yeah. focal for your desk, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I they're, they're cool, but a little too pricey for me. And like I said, I already, as you can see, we're already all the way up to our gills with uh, figures, so just not a lot of room to add another line to the collection, but... It would be neat to go back and piece together all these because they are really, really neat. Um, AEW buddies are in stock at Ringside Collectibles. Again, use code Chick-fil-A to save 10% if you're buying those. Marco, you adding any of these to the collection for uh, for yourself or for the kids? I know you got to get that getting, Cody. You know man. he's getting Cody. Oh, yeah, you definitely, yeah, you definitely need Cody. Uh, that's a definite purchase. Uh, they, I mean, the Luchasaurus looks pretty cool as well. Um, I mean, I think, I think you have to buy all four because they're all – they're all pretty awesome. You have the uh, the Darby Allen one looks pretty cool too. Kenny Omega, I mean, I mean, like I said, Cody's a definite purchase, obviously. But um, I probably Marco, the second... Marco's going to be spooning that thing every night. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah I mean, sorry, sorry, yeah, Ken, but, they're uh, cool. Cody, yeah, I, I really, Cody. I love, I love the idea <laughs> of buddies coming back. I mean, when Jax did their buddies, like we got all the ones that came out from that line, and. Uh, these are just a little bit small, you know. Um, yeah, it's yeah cool the, if stocks, if, the 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 scale is just yeah, off. Yeah, the That's the, uh, the scale's me. a little bit off. Yeah, it's it's for me. It's just a little bit. Um, it's a bummer, you know. It's, it'll be cool if you're only going to collect AEW buddies. Like if you don't have another collection of you know the regular Tonka buddies or any of the Jacks yeah. buddies, um, or the Toy Snobs buddies that are in great scale. But yeah, these are these are cool. But I. I I definitely hesitate to call them buddies because they're more like the the bleacher creatures. Isn't that what they were called? The bleacher creatures, like the little smaller yeah, WWE the Mattel plushes. Ones that they made. Yeah, um, they're kind of they're they're a little bit bigger than that, I think. But yeah, they're still a little they're, bit small. I was kind of bummed out about they're, that. They're more like wrestling acquaintances than buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'll probably go ahead and get the Luchasaurus just to have one in hand and see what it's like, and then I'll make a call on the rest of them. Uh, let's get into weekly purchases. I'll go first. It was a bit of a light week. Light week for us. The only figure that we got was first time in the line basic Swerve Scott. So got him in the green gear. There was the chase in the red gear that looked really cool. I actually kind of like that figure a little bit better, but I'm only going to get one Swerve. And there's not that many figures in green gear. There's a, I got a lot of them like red and black and stuff. So I thought the green kind of set it off. I'm not sure when we're going to get our first elite Swerve Scott. So this will have to do for now. And uh, that was it for us this week, Marco. How about you? Yeah, same here. Pretty light. This is something that I think it took like a year to get here. I think I ordered it last year, last summer. And it was the um, the ultimate... April O'Neil. Nice. Oh, cool. Uh, from, the, uh, from the NECA. Yeah, line. So that's awesome. There she is there. So, I don't, yeah, that came. So, I got the, I got the uh, signature one, too. So, it comes with the, comes with the, uh, the, the channel news, like, pass with the, with their signature on it. I'll pull that out right here. So, if you can see. Oh, oh that's cool. It's too bright, but let me see if it'll. You can kind of see the signature there. Yeah, you get a the little press, press pass. pass. That's awesome. It actually has uh, Judith Hogue, her uh, her signature on it. So, I, like I said, I totally – this just showed up. Uh, I totally forgot that I ordered it because it was so – literally, I think it was a year ago. I'm, I'm, I think, I'm pretty sure it was like last summer um, they announced it and the pre-orders happened. And then, you know, it obviously showed up. But, yeah, no, it definitely is an awesome figure. And I, I also have the uh, the Danny figure from the Luke Kit crate. 
that came out too as well. So, oh wow, you know, so April and Danny are just chilling, hanging out right now. Yeah, I've almost liquidated my entire NECA Turtles collection. I got like eight pieces left to sell, so it's kind of a bummer, man. I definitely missed that line. That was uh, such a cool set, but, you know, there's only so much room, and I'd rather go. I was kind of just wanting to go balls deep on wrestling instead of uh, even having the distraction of the NECA Turtles because they were doing such a good job that it was really starting to take up, like, a bigger chunk of, like, my collecting, like, budget and focus and storage space and stuff, and... I just cut it, man. Going all wrestling all the time. Yeah. Let's hear from our buddy Nick at the Extra Cooler Show. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode... My Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where myself, the heel husband... Chick Foley and Marco, the MVP, give you guys a recommendation from a match or event from years gone by to get you through the weekend. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. Chalkline specializes in bringing you the absolute best in retro-inspired fanware. They can be found on Instagram at Chalkline Official or at chalk-line.com. All right, it's time. Oh, so nice we had to play it twice. It's time for the uh, retro wrestling pick. Um, I'll kick it off. I wanted to get the Survivor Series mojo going, and I'm going with Survivor Series 90, traditional Survivor Series elimination match. This was Team Dette Rose versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. This match was famous for the debut of The Undertaker. It also featured, again, Million Dollar Man and Rhythm and Blues, Honky Tonk Man, and Greg the Hammer Valentine going up against Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and the Hart Foundation. So this match is famous for The Undertaker's debut. Obviously, he was a phenom from the start. It looked awesome. Really pay attention to the tombstone he hits on Coco Beware. It was his first tombstone on WWE television, and it is stiff. I mean, he plants Coco's head down in that freaking uh, that the, the mat. So check that one out. But then also stick around because Ted DiBiase and Bret Hart have an awesome final showdown between the two of them. It goes for about 10 minutes, and it was really one of the first tastes we had uh, Bret Hart is a solo star in WWE. So so check that one out. Just a fun all-around match. It's a great event. Um, if you want to watch the whole Survivor Series 90, that's a fun one. But if you only got time for one match, watch uh, watch Team Ted versus Team Dusty. I think Sheena's going to stick with the Survivor Series mojo. Yeah, so I'm going to do uh, Survivor Series 1992, Bret versus Sean. Um, you know, there's a, there's a reason why I'm going with this match in particular, but it was Bret's first pay-per-view world title defense. Um, but the reason why I picked it is because it was so random that all of a sudden, you know, Brett's celebrating and Santa Claus comes out to celebrate with Brett. So you see we're in the Christmas spirit over here. So Santa Claus comes out to celebrate with Brett and then snow starts falling from the arena. So uh, it was definitely a, a great Claus hat. It was just yes. like the all time baby face moment. 
Yeah. So yeah, when you get to celebrate with Santa Claus, exactly. Yeah, the all-time baby face moment. So I picked that to to get everybody in the holiday spirit. It'll definitely help you uh, get all the warm Christmas feels. Yes, me and Sheena got some mainstream stuff. Marco's got something a bit more hardcore. Yeah. So uh, mine is not a Survivor Series pick. I'm going straight New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm taking you guys way back to 2018. Not really retro, but retro enough. it, uh, if you guys want to see a little early preview of what you're going to see on Saturday, um, it this is a match with uh, Kenny Omega uh, versus Hangman Adam Page, and Hangman's more of the uh, he's more of his heel persona this time around. So he's uh, he, he's pretty ruthless. He he's, he he busts uh, uh, Kenny wide open. His head's bleeding everywhere um, throughout the match and all that stuff. It's um it's from the uh, NJPW uh, Don't Talk. Don't Taku, I can't even pronounce. Uh, it's D O N T A K U. It's basically a Japanese word for a holiday. That's what they um, call it. But um, it's a two. It's usually a two night event. Um, I think the main event had uh, Okada and uh, I want to hold on. I had it pulled up here real quick. So if you want to stick around, I think it was uh, actually yeah, Co- uh, Okada and Bad Bad Luck Fale. If you know who that is, he's a part of the Bullet Club. Uh, he's there. He's their big man, the uh, the hired hand. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, check that out if you want to see early Hangman and Kenny go at it. It's a really good match. It's about twenty minutes long. Um, it says thirty two, but it, it's twenty minutes, and there's like ten minutes of promos and uh, Kenny does some like interviews and stuff like that. So but yeah, definitely watch that. It's a really good one. Hell yeah, you can make a whole uh, trilogy. Watch that one, then watch the match from Full Gear last year, and you'll be all keyed up for uh, yeah for the main event Saturday night. All right, Sheen, do we got listener mail this week? We got a full mailbag this week. Oh, man. Hell yeah. All right. Our first question comes all the way from Germany. Uh, our, our international fan, Daniel Ra. Um, I, 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 I know he's told me how to say his last name and I know it's Rao. 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 Okay. Yes, you're right. Yes. He sent me actually, I think he sent me a voice memo to tell me how he, how he said it. But, uh, yeah, Daniel, I know you'll listen to this. So, uh, correct me again if I'm wrong, but he says question for the show. If you could go back and experience any pay-per-view again for the first time, what would it be? I would choose the Royal Rumble 2000 MSG, great crowd, awesome card, top to bottom. Cheers. So, Seth, you have a, a pay-per-view that you would want to go experience for the first time? So, uh, are we talking we could be there in person? Um, Sure. You know, there are okay. no rules. So, to I'm in person in Montreal, November 1997, and wow. I would be make sure I had front row seats and just yell at Brett, avoid the sharpshooter, avoid <laughs> the sharpshooter. <laughs> oh, Marco. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna, I was gonna go back and uh, do the uh, the Yokozuna Brett match so I can say, Brett, don't let Hogan get in. Just say yeah. no. Don't let him come to the ring. Just say no. Just say no. That's a that's um, a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but um, now I'm gonna go with uh, WrestleMania six, uh, Toronto Skydome, Hogan Warrior in attendance. I think Electric, that'd be uh, great. Call. It'd be crazy just seeing that in person in, in the front row. Just, just, just like, oh my god. The power yeah, of the Hulkamaniacs awesome. and the the Warriors just colliding. Oh, it'd be great. That the yeah. atmosphere in that was just crackling because both guys were so over. You know what I mean? Like both yeah. guys were beloved by the audience, and you just 
And it was so crazy seeing a face versus face match. You just did not do that. They were so ahead of their time with that match. Uh, not really. Yeah, I mean, pick. Hogan was Hogan was a heel, so it was uh, it was yeah, really we a knew, face. We versus- knew he we knew he worked as a heel, <laughs> but he was still presented as a face. Yeah, we've definitely established that Hogan worked as a his in ring style didn't really change that much when he switched to Hollywood. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with WrestleMania 31. Very much more recent than what you guys are what you guys are talking about, but I mean, being in the house for the for the first time, um I just want to go back and experience that again because I feel like I didn't fully take it all in. It was my first WrestleMania. Um it was just like it was so amazing. And Seth Rollins coming into a match that he wasn't even in by with the money in the bank and doing the heist of the century. Like if I could just go back and relive it and feel the energy again, um, I, I, w- I would do that a hundred times because it was just such, such an awesome night. So, uh, and we were with our good friends, Jordan and Ari. So uh, it was, it was an awesome, it was an awesome weekend. So if I could go back and experience WrestleMania 31 night again, um, I totally would. All right. Uh, Zach Hertzler, real quick, just honorable mention. He did ask what's on the menu for Full Gear this Saturday. We discussed that at the top of the show. Uh, But more food talk. Randy Smith says, eliminate one classic Thanksgiving dessert and add on one non-traditional Thanksgiving dessert. So since I love to talk about food and specifically carbs, I will say... I'm going to get rid of pumpkin pie, even though I enjoy pumpkin pie. I like it. I agree. Fuck pumpkin pie. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to say F pumpkin pie because I, I like pumpkin pie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, but I would just say out of all of the Thanksgiving desserts, it is the least exciting of all of them. You know, you got pecan pie. You have all these amazing like other desserts yeah. that are just so much more enticing. Sweet potato pie, chest pie, um, pumpkin Moon just kind of falls to the... Oh, yeah. I was about to say, I was about to say what, the, what about the rock's favorite pie? <laughs> yeah, we don't. I, I don't know that what we all what y'all are serving on your table, but uh, <laughs> we don't we don't have poontang pie on our table at Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm gonna say get rid of pumpkin pie, and then um, we're going to put in banana pudding, like old style, like homemade banana pudding. It's not really. I don't think that's really a Thanksgiving uh, dessert, you know. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add that in onto the Thanksgiving table because it's just so freaking good. It's one of my favorite my favorite things. My mom makes a stellar banana pudding. Any, any dessert thoughts from you from you two freaking pervs? I say <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I agree. Fuck pumpkin pie like yeah, with that could get wiped off the face of the earth. Um I for a non-traditional dessert I don't know. Let's go Hawaiian shaved ice, dude. I always love a good snow cone, Ooh. so I'll go I'll go Hawaiian shaved ice at Thanksgiving. You can even make it cranberry to stick with the uh, Thanksgiving theme. Yep, Marco. What would you What would you replace? Oh man, <clears throat> I'm a I'm a fan of the. Uh, this is a, this is a very odd uh, Thanksgiving dessert, but I'm a fan of the banana split. Let's bring the banana split into the. Uh, okay. Into, <laughs> into the Thanksgiving. I'm here uh, for it. Into the Thanksgiving fold. It is very. I mean, it's it'll fill you up though if you. If you uh, That's what she said. I don't give enough room for it. That's what she said. That's what, exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Thank you, Randy, for your question. Sorry, it took it took us to a, a uh, Patreon exclusive episode. We, oh, they forgot man. where they were for a minute. Um, so this is from Johnny JB. More Thanksgiving talk. It says canned cranberry sauce or homemade cranberry sauce. Neither. Do, do you even have to ask? It's got to be the can. It's canned, of course. The can, it's is, the can. can is the champion. I I I like some bougie cranberry sauce, but even if I was eating that, even if somebody brought some really good like homemade cranberry sauce, I still want the can. 
I want it with like you know the <laughs> this is about to go through the ribs on the on the side. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. you, just, you just plop it out, and it's like, like still in its in its form and its canned form. Of yeah, course. can't I mean, canned all the way. It's just yeah, my, it, it's amazing. It's just so good. Like yeah, my mother used to make uh, she's a she's a big uh, homemade cranberry sauce, but then she'd also get canned because yeah. just to, just in case people didn't want the homemade, and I'd be like. Get that crap out yeah. there. I think even though I'm definitely not uh, a cranberry um, sauce connoisseur, I think the the best way to have it is a big serving of the canned and then just like a little a little embouche of homemade cranberry sauce like on top of it or off to the side next to mm. it. You know, a little yeah. bit of the authentic stuff on top of the canned. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. The yeah, the can the canned is king. I would be curious to know what other people think. Uh about this because I feel like it, I feel like it would be 50 50 split. I don't know. Uh, Brian Vermeer says if WWE and AEW has a super show for charity and there are no winners, just 15 to 30 minute exhibition matches over oh three God. nights. Uh, what is, what are the main events for each night? And uh, you know, what, what city should these be in? So we need to pick each of us pick a, uh, an AEW. If we could pick an AEW talent versus a, um, WWE talent, who would it be? I'll go so let's, first. Let's throw, so let's, throw, let's throw out the exhibition stipulation because you got to have a winner. It's about wins and losses. Let, let's do that. And then uh, <laughs> let, let's wipe that off and we'll, we'll go from there. I would, re- there's so many that I would like to, like, there's so many coming to mind right off the top of my head, but like, for whatever reason, this one's really sticking out to me. I would love to see the Usos versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's a match that needs to happen while all four guys are still in their physical peak yeah. for sure. Great choice. Marco, you can go next. I'll, I'll go last. Oh, uh, let's see. See, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Everyone's gonna pick. Uh, I was gonna pick Roman Reigns, but I think, I think you have to go Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins as one of the main events. It just yeah, it, I, that would I be mean, awesome. I, I, I think it would just be a, a banger of a match. Obviously, you know, Roman, you know, the the talk is Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, but I, I think for a better matchup, I think Seth Rollins is just. I think it's just a better matchup to me personally, anyway. And I'll I'll play off yours. Yeah, you know what, Marco, I'm, I'm glad you did that because um, I think I got a match that would perfectly complement that. Right, so Seth and Kenny, you know, we're gonna have the, the we're putting together a hell of a show right here. Right, so the. The Bucks and the Usos, potential to be the greatest tag match ever. Seth yeah. and Kenny is going to be one of the most awesome technical displays. We already know their styles are going to complement each other so well. I got the Blood Feud match, the brawl. They used to be brothers, Roman mm. versus Mox. Think oh, about since yeah, think about so since they left, dude. Ro- since they left, Roman has become even more entrenched as the epitome of a wwe guy the company man and mox has become more unhinged more violent so just seeing these two guys who used to be like i said they used to be brothers going one-on-one in a brawl i dude i mean i don't know i don't know what price you could put on it if those were the three shows that were going to be the the marquee that i wouldn't pay you know i'd I'd go 100 bucks like a freaking floyd mayweather fight to uh to see that (laughs) event so yeah Yeah. good good question brian and and, you know let's give ourselves the old uh barry horowitz pat on the back because i think we put together a hell of a show and yeah yeah, this what city should these be in i want these to all be in norfolk so that i can Go see yeah, all, all three, all three shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hats off to Marco for uh, doing the swerve and not picking Roman and Kenny. Because like I said, I think Roman and Mox would be more compelling yeah. as an yes. actual in-ring Agreed. match. Yeah. The, the history there would make it super compelling. So 
Um, Kevin Harrison says, watching old Survivor series, and I've come to the conclusion that Cesaro is the current day Tito Santana. Uh, do you have any comparisons like this? So Seth, Seth is our resident, um, you know, encyclopedia. So do you have any comparisons? Uh, you know, Cesaro is the current day Tito Santana. Who huh. Who is the modern day historical equivalent? Huh. So I think Seth is the modern day macho man, Randy Savage, right? If Roman is the modern day Hulk, I think Seth is the modern man, the modern day uh, Randy Savage. Whereas, you know, Macho Man was always a little bit more over with the fans who really knew wrestling. He always put on better matches and was just a little bit more of a compelling character, whether it's a, as a heel or a face, even though um, Hulk, even though, you know, Hulk was always presented as the top guy, no matter what with the company. So, yeah, I would say Seth is the modern man. My, the mo- I don't know why I keep saying that. The modern day. The macho modern man. man Randy Savage. <laughs> Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, okay. I agree. I think that's, I think that's a good comparison. Tony Barker says, I'm watching AWA Super Clash 3, which is one of my favorite, quote, bad shows of all time. This begs the question, what is your favorite bad pay-per-view show of all time? I mean, I'm going to say something recently. It's got Halloween Havoc. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, like we said, a lot of effery in it. And there's a lot of, like, really quirky, bad matches that took place at Halloween Havoc. But how do you not love Halloween Havoc? You know what I mean? Like, everything about it yeah, it is a guilty pleasure to the umpteenth degree. Like it is just the the look of it, the feel of it, the, you know, all of it is just amazing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Halloween Havoc as being a uh, my favorite, you know, quote unquote bad pay per view. Huh. I say Any WrestleMania thoughts? Nine for me. WrestleMania Nine is yeah, it's, yeah, that's uh, a good it's one. Uni- it's good critically one. panned, but the set design I think is really just sublime. Like I I've always loved the. The Roman Coliseum vibe and a daytime WrestleMania always looks cool. Um, yeah, the crowd was kind of Bre- the pits on that too because it wasn't even wrestling fans. Yeah, it, it was wasn't like, wrestling uh, fans. It was just comped casino yeah, hotel um, guests, casino yeah. guests. Casino guests. Yeah, yeah. So I, I say WrestleMania Nine is probably my favorite bad show. Marco, you got any ideas? I mean, it's something that we watched recently. I was actually thinking of something that we that that's bad. It has to be Halloween Havoc. Uh, what was it ninety? Seven was yeah. it ninety seven with Warrior and Hogan? That was ninety eight. Was it ninety eight? Yes. All right. So ninety eight. Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely a bad show. Um, yeah. The, the, even the end when it got cut off and no one got to see the end of the the yeah. The, the just end the whole, got cut yeah. off. We had the Brett Brett Hart versus Sting is on that show, which is a freaking dream yeah. match. But they overbooked yeah, it to hell. It was is yeah. a horrible, horrible match. Not what you would want to see for Bret Hart and Sting. So yeah. But you still got to watch it. So, yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Yep. And that wraps up our listener mailbag for this week. All right. So, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, come be a part of our family over at the Chick Foley Fam, chickfoleyshow.com. All right. Reminder to use code chick foley to save 10 percent on all your purchases at ringside collectibles and remember to enter our giveaway for fan takeover randy orton and now it's my turn in the hot seat i'm gonna try mm-hmm. to get get one right and then next week i'm starting a streak sheena give me the trivia question of the week all right oh man i kind of want to change it okay all right at oh, the no. we stunned sheena n- into silence night at the 1994 royal okay. rumble 
Yokozuna's opponent was? Oh, The Undertaker. Oh, well, yeah, you got that one easy. That's so easy. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a softball. Jeez. Okay, well, this was... I'm going to get... Yeah, I'm going to give you another. This is this. Have any? Don't burn through another question. question. Save it for next week. Save it for next week, man. Yeah, we'll do this. We'll see if you can keep the streak going. Yeah, you have to. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Shane. That was a little. Every uh, once in a while, every once in a while, I got a a lava softball, you know? Yeah, that was the one where (laughs) every heel in WWE came down and uh, attacked Undertaker, and he ascended to the heavens at the end of the uh, (laughs) the match. Talk about about Effery. Give us some uh, closing <laughs> thoughts as we head into Full Gear Weekend. Oh, man. Everybody, uh, in- enjoy yourself. Uh, it's going to be a great pay-per-view weekend. Look for Seth and I um, uh, at Dynamite on Wednesday and on SmackDown on uh, on Friday so, or tomorrow night. So look for us on TV. I don't know if I'll have any signs, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, you know be making a lot of noise and doing a lot of uh, <laughs> cheering. So cheers. Have a great week, and thanks for listening.